Hi, welcome to the Gay Love Coach Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Rupsinski, your host, and I'm a psychotherapist and dating and relationship coach specializing with the LGBT community. My website is thegaylovecoach.com, and I thank you for joining us for another show today. So today we're going to be talking about the coming out process and how guys new to the scene can approach this new world of gay dating. Coming out as gay to ourselves and others is a much different experience nowadays than it used to be, especially with the increased acceptance of homosexuality in our society. But still, in spite of this, it, it can still be a very difficult and painful journey for many, though. You know, we struggle with you know, feeling different, afraid that we might lose our family and friends if we told them, and a lot of times we live a double life to protect ourselves. I know I did. So coming out is it's a process, and it's something that evolves over time, and it recycles again and again with the various situations that we find ourselves in. Back in the late 1970s, um, a woman by the name of Vivian Cass developed a stage theory called the Cass Identity Model. And basically, what she did was she broke down various stages that um, gay men and lesbians go through when they start coming to terms with their sexuality. And I thought I would just briefly share this model for you to give you an idea. Um, so the first stage is the identity confusion stage. And basically this is where the person first starts becoming aware of same-sex thoughts, same-sex feelings and attractions. Then stage two is identity comparison where the person starts to believe that, well, you know, maybe I could be gay. And then they, but at the same time they still continue to try to pass as a heterosexual. The third stage is called identity tolerance. And this is where the person starts to acknowledge to themselves that, you know, I am LGBT, and so they start to seek out other gay, lesbian um, folks to try to reduce this sense of isolation. Next is the identity acceptance stage, and this is where the person starts to feel a little bit more positive about being gay. Um, they might even start coming out selectively to um, certain people. The next phase is identity pride, and this is where the person really starts to become a lot more active in the gay community, um, maybe even in a more political um, front, and they start accepting, you know, homosexuality with, you know, greater strides, and they may even start to reject heterosexuality um, in a lot of ways too. And the last phase is called identity synthesis, and this is where the person really has come to a complete acceptance of who they are. You know, both their inside and their outside, their public self and their private self, are completely matching. And they also recognize, too, that being gay is just really one aspect of who they are rather than being, you know, the totality of, of who they are. And like many stage models, you know, I think that this can be a bit rigid. It isn't necessarily inclusive of what everyone experiences, but, you know, it does help normalize for a lot of guys out there what they're going through, especially at a time when they feel really alone with what they're feeling. You know, like I know I used to think, God, am I ever going to stop thinking about being gay and how hard it is? It's like a constant preoccupation that I had, but trust me, it really does get better. When we hide something, it tends to take on greater significance and meaning than it might otherwise. And as you see, as you go higher in these stages of the coming out process, you'll really begin to experience that shift. And all the while, while we're still dealing with all of this, now we have this newfound desire to get out there and start dating. So how the heck do you do that? Well, I have life coach Rick Clemens with me today, who specializes in working with men on a variety of coming out issues, and we're going to touch both on what the coming out process looks like 
and how to start off on the right foot when you start dating. So sit back and listen in as we talk with Rick Clemens. We are on the air with Rick Clemens, also known as the Coming Out Coach. He's a certified professional coach who's been featured on the Ricky Lake Show, and he's a highly sought out after a I'm sorry, he's a highly sought after radio show guest, blogger, and author whose mission is to support gay men in stepping into their true sexual energy, finding their voice, living their passion, and embracing their purpose in life without external validation or regrets. He's also the host of the Coming Out Lounge podcast, and he's a contributing blogger on YourTango.com and Huffington Post Gay Voices. Welcome, Rick. Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks for the invitation. I'm Thank looking you. Forward it's so to nice to have week. you on. And, you know, I'm really glad we can actually have a, a talk about this particular topic. When I was coming out myself in the 90s, there really wasn't a whole lot out there, and nobody was really talking about this. So I'm, I'm really glad that we have a forum now that we can kind of talk about stuff like this. Absolutely, yeah, and and similar. I came out late in the '90s as well, and being a a man who had been in a heterosexual marriage and with children, there was even less resources for that little twist on everything. Well, most definitely. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you know our, our culture is is starting to have some positive movement in this direction. Absolutely, yeah, and I think it it says a lot about you know the binding together and staying firm in who we are as a LGBT community that you can get things done um, provided you just continue to stand in your power. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the coming out process and uh, kind of how new people who are, you know, newly coming out to themselves can kind of venture out into the dating world and, you know, be successful at it. And just for starters, maybe we could talk just a little bit about, you know, what's it like for someone who's coming to terms with their sexuality and who's in, the, in that beginning stages of coming to terms with themselves? Well, obviously, you know, and I think you'll agree with this, the first thing that always shows up is, is this real? Is this really who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, there's confusion. There's, oh, my gosh, why me? You know, there's, you know, I think a lot of that shows up for everyone. I've had clients say, oh, no, that's not really me. But I think if most of us, are really honest, those are the common things that show up. And then of course then of course fear and anger kind of show up in all of us to some degree of, okay, now I've got to, you know, face people, I gotta, you know, so what do I do? Well the common thing we do then is we kind of retreat. You know, mm-hmm. we retreat and hide and then we tip dip the toes back in a little bit and then we retreat and hide. So I think it's that fear, the angst, all that shows up for many people because it's really confusing when we first start right. to realize, ooh, this is me and now how do I do this? Right. We live in a society where our our cultural culture's norm is really to, you know, have a sexual orientation that is heterosexual. And so when you begin to piece together the fact that, wow, I'm I'm different. It really mm-hmm. creates a a lot of, you know, roller coaster feelings like guilt and shame and fear and all of that. And I think coming out is really the process of just dealing with those feelings in yourself and with other people and kind of building your self-esteem around the fact that, you know, I'm I'm gay and that's okay. Right, right. And I think I think an important piece to this is, you know, to really realize that when you're coming out, and we all do this at you know different times in life and different ages and everything, but we also all do it at the same time when we're ready, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always say there's no handbook for this because everybody's experiences are similar yet very different because we're all individuals. But the thing that's really compelling about this journey is 
nobody ever taught us how to do this. Right. You know, we've all been socialized as heterosexuals, and I have started using a phrase that I kind of coined called recovering heterosexuals because, in a way, that's what we are. Even though I know in my soul, and a lot of the gay community and lesbian community will say the same thing, I always knew I was this way, but when I use the term recovering heterosexual, it's breaking down those things we've been socialized to be as heterosexuals and stepping into a new frame of being, this is who I am. And I know my parents didn't know how to raise a homosexual kid. Right. And, you there know, no a lot of people, <laughs> there were no role models. Now I think the beauty of where we are in society today, even though we've still got mountains to climb and bridges to cross, is for the younger people of today, and even guys in the 40s, 50s, men and women who are just coming to this truth in life, there are a lot more role models. There are a lot more resources. There are the places to go and, you know, get support. And I think it's a beautiful day and age to be in for those who are struggling through this confusion. Right. What advice do you usually give to people who are in that beginning stage of coming out to themselves as it applies to dating? You know, like when is the the right time to start getting your feet wet in the dating world? One of the first things I always say to people, and a lot of people laugh, but I say, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be like a kid in a candy store, (laughs) quite honestly. And that's okay, because guess what? You're transporting, again, I don't really care what age you are. If you're a teen, it's a little bit different, but you are literally going to go back to your teenage hormonal years as you go through this, because it's all brand new. It's all wow, I can do this and I'm feeling these feelings and I'm attracted to this. And my advice is always, A, accept that that's probably what's going to happen. Accept that even your mindset is going to be somewhat kind of like a teenager's because you're going to get offended by people who aren't interested in you. You're going to have crushes. You're going to get dumped. You're going to get ignored. All these things are going to happen. So the best advice is be very, very gentle on yourself. This is all new territory, and to beat yourself up isn't going to do yourself any good. I actually think you made a really good point there in, in terms of feeling like a teenager because I think for you know, many of us you know, as teenagers, we didn't really get that rite of passage that many of our mm-hmm. straight counterparts go through and that you know, they, the courtship dance and, and you know, dating – Many of us weren't privy to that, so you know, grown men who are finally, you know, at that point where they are starting to come to terms with themselves, they do go through kind of a second adolescence because they're revisiting mm-hmm. that time in their life that unfortunately was skipped, and yep. so that's where that teenage feeling comes from. Absolutely, and it's overwhelming to and them. I, it makes them feel like, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that you know, you brought up a really valid point here, Brian, that even if we were going through this in our teenage life we were trying to wear two different masks. We were trying to keep the mask up that we're, okay, yeah, we're straight, but on the inside, we're like, well, I know I'm really attracted to men, and even if we were, quote, dating girls or going out with girls, we weren't being very successful at it because we were pretending to be something that we aren't. Mm -hmm. And so when that shadow's hanging over us, we aren't really empowered to do things in a really exploratory, curious way because we're having a defense put up. And I think this is where a lot of gay men, especially when they get out in the dating scene after being newly out, they're not quite sure how to do the dance. And again, that's why I always encourage them to take it slow, be gentle, and 
it's not always the best advice for some people, but if you just need a hookup, you just need a hookup because this is part of the exploration too. So mm-hmm. be gentle and let the natural things happen that align with you and your values. And I think that going slow is is a really important point too because while at the same time they're starting to get their feet wet, wet dating other people, they're still kind of going through a lot of the the pings that, that are associated with coming out. You know, the they're, they're learning for the first time to not hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're struggling and you're you're coming out to yourself, there's a lot of you know worrying about what other people are going to think, and there's a lot of hypervigilance because you're you're monitoring everything that you say and do because you, you you're trying to you know quote unquote pass. You don't want to be found out, and so when you start that process of dating, you're really kind of stepping into a whole new direction where you're 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 coming into your own with with who you are and so right. you're kind of you're dealing with a whole new chapter but at the same time you're trying to let go of that old vision of who you thought you were or who you were trying to be it's kind of like letting go of those masks as you said well it is and it's also one of the things that i always relate it to is you know the stage of the grief you know mm-hmm. we are literally we are literally experiencing a death a death of who we thought we were and a birth of who we really are. Right. And I think this is a piece that people miss a lot. You're going to be angry. You're going to try to justify. You're going to try to cope. You're going to go through an acceptance of yourself. All these are parts of the puzzle. And skipping over any one of them, and this is why the taking it slow is so important. If you skip over some of those feelings and going through those stages, then suddenly one day you're going to be out trying to date or something, and suddenly you're going to go, oh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. There's something wrong with me. Well, there's not. But if you haven't learned the acceptance of yourself, then this is probably part of the reason you're going to get into that pattern of it's always me, I'm not good enough. And then, as you know, Brian, doing the work you do, suddenly we as gay men take on this whole I'm not good enough and I need Mm -hmm. to be accepted and the external validation and blah, 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 and down into the spiral we go. Right. Exactly. So there are, there are stages that people go through in the coming out process, and you know that it, again, it just speaks to the importance of really taking it slow because you're you're really venturing into a whole new territory, while at the same time your your identity is going through you know quite a transformation, and it, it can be quite stressful and overwhelming. And like you said, Absolutely. with that whole kid in the candy store thing, you're so excited to finally be able to come into your own and be who you are, but it's still so new. And I think you know many people are very vulnerable at this stage too because. They they don't quite know what they're doing, you know, quite yet, and they're still they're still. Trying well, no, to and there's out. nothing there's nothing that kills our confidence more than going. And sometimes, you know, this is one of the things that comes up a lot with clients. I'm like, okay, so you know you're gay. We've worked through that. We get this. You know you're gay. You're lesbian, whatever it may be. <clears throat> and as much as that's enticing and exciting and everything, that first time, you're behind those closed doors, in that bedroom, in, you know, wherever that is, you're suddenly probably going to feel very unsure mm-hmm. because we don't know how to do this. We fantasized about it. We maybe watched, you know, some pornos about how this is done, and right. then suddenly you're there, and this is really happening. Right. And this is when we can lose our confidence. We can self-doubt, all these things. And so that's why... To me, the you know really stepping through the layers and the stages of you know really starting to understand ourselves and doing the pure beautiful piece of letting the old self so to speak die and the new self starts to emerge as a new being. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is so important because otherwise we will trip and fall. And we're still going to trip and fall, but letting all of this occur brings us forward in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who's really, really new into, you know, they, they've made the decision, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to, to date. So how do I start? One one thing, one suggestion that I usually have in the very beginning is kind of to, you know, encourage people to go on a little bit of like a a field trip in the gay community, just to kind of see mm-hmm. what's out there, what are some of the resources, um, you know, just to become educated in about what's in their community. Right. And I think that I can agree. be really I... helpful. It's a great desensitization, I think, to you know, kind of okay, this is me. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm in the middle of it. Right. Right. Well, I think it is important because, and, and, you know, whether you're literally physically going out there in this gay community or you're doing it from the comfort of your home, exploring via the Internet, whatever that may be, I think this is a piece, and, you know, I will share how something really showed up for me. Right after I came out, I was living in a fairly fairly solid gay community, Laguna Beach, California, and at the time that was a very gay big gay population and I remember going to one of the local gay bars and walking in and somebody was in there in leather and it really <laughs> took me off guard yeah now I'm like holler you know but at that moment I was like what is this because I was very I was naive I was in that teenage naive space and it really rubbed me the wrong, wrong way mm-hmm. and I'm like that's disgusting, that's scary, it's all this sort of stuff. And that was the first time I really saw my own internal homophobia show up in towards my own community. Right. And I think this is a big piece of people learning how to date. It is, yes, honoring what you like, what you don't like, you know, whether you're bottom or top, whatever, all those different things that we go and explore, whether I like, you know, burly guys or I like these little twinks, whatever. All of that is part of this piece. But I think there's another piece of realizing there's going to be stuff that shows up that's going to probably shock you towards your own community. And that's okay. That's part of the journey too. Mm-hmm. And I love the field trip concept that you've thrown out. It is about going and exploring. Now, for some that may be sexually, for others that may be where are the resources for me to meet people, and especially people who don't live in a gay community or a gay bubble where there's just a huge community if you're out in the middle of, you know, North Dakota or, you know, Kansas or Missouri or, you know, any of those states where, you know, there's wide open spaces and you suddenly are like, well, I'm the only gay person for 100 miles. Right. You are going to ha- have to, in, you know, really infiltrate the community in a lot of different ways to get to your identity as a gay person. And I think that's a key point is what is your identity? Because I think often we come out and then suddenly – we come out, but we go right back into another closet because we get engulfed in what gay is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way we get accepted is to be what, what others are saying gay is supposed to be, and yet we lose ourselves all over again. So I think that's a right. very cool way of doing the field trip and going, who do I want to be? Not mm-hmm. have to be, not need to be. Who do I want to be as a gay man? Exactly. I like that. Really learning about you know all the different gay subcultures that exist out there, you know, kind of figuring out where you fit in, if you want to fit in a certain place, you get to really define and, and craft who you want to be, and that's that's kind of the beauty of being gay, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think it, it's the beauty of being human, too. Right. And I think this is where you, if when you start to realize gay is one aspect of who you are, even though it's a really big transition mm-hmm. for so many of us, but when you start to embrace and then allow it to be one aspect of who you are, then stepping into it to be gay your way becomes very simple, very non-abrasive. It's just part of who you are. You know, right. it's a very simple piece of it, you know. I think a lot of times we get really caught up in, oh, I have to be this way. Well, you don't really have to, provided you're very solid in who you are. And the way I take clients back through that is to say, what is it you value? What are your values? You took some big risks to finally align some of those values by coming out. So now you're in the world and you want to date and you want to meet, you know, Mr. Wonderful, or maybe you don't. Maybe you want to be, you know, just, hey, I just want to date lots of guys and have a good time. Make sure you're really aligned with your own values because when you are, you're going to find it's much easier to date, hook up, be in the community, whatever it is, because you're not pretending to be something you're not. Right, right. I think another really important step for somebody who's new into the dating world is to really make sure that they focus initially on really building a, a solid gay support system because then that's a, a great way to <clears throat> excuse me, meet new people, um, network, get involved in the gay community, that type of a thing. That can be a really good, I think, early stage first step. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes that can be a really hard piece for many people because if you haven't been socialized to make connections easily, this is probably going to be another stumbling block for you because now you're in this community that from the outside looking in is a big, bold, brash, you know, we're full of life. But when you realize, well, that yeah, that's one part of the community, but then there's other parts of the community that are, you know, very calm, settled, couples have been together forever. Mm-hmm. There's people who are, you know, this is just who I am. It's not a... So embracing that the gay community is a whole spectrum of people, and you can fit in wherever you choose to fit in. Right. And then it's not so scary. And the dating world suddenly doesn't become that big, you know, monster of, oh, my God, I have to look this way, be built this way, whatever. Only if you buy into that's what you have to be. Right. I think a lot of that, too, is just confronting, you know, many of the stereotypes that exist. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, I had to confront those myself. I'm a, I'm a big tall guy. And, you know, when I first came out of the closet, um, I had, I had weighed a little over 300 and some pounds and, and I'm a big frame. And even now I'm still a big guy, but I remember the first time somebody called me a bear because I've got a beard and hairy chest and all that sort of stuff. And, and it really offended me mm-hmm. and I didn't embrace it for a long time. And then I remember the first time somebody called me a breeder because I had kids. And that was, I found that one really offensive. Yeah. And then what I realized was this is just how I'm being perceived by these other people. It doesn't mean I have to be anything. And now I'm realizing I can be a bear, I can be a daddy, I can be what are all these things. It's just what people want to say. Right. But I'm still Rick. Yes, right. I'm a father. They're all just labels. You are still who you they are. They are. Well, you know, and now that I'm, you know, I turned 50 this year, and now it's kind of like, cool, I'm being called a daddy, you know, I'm a daddy bear. You know, you kind of take things on, and I'm in a lovely, wonderful relationship, so it's more just, you know, 
I get it now, and I've really begun to embrace it and just settle into it, and I think that's really part of really embracing that. These are just labels we put on each other. doesn't mean you have to be anything but who you are. Right, right. What's another tip that you might suggest for people who are, you know, newly into the dating scene? I, I think the piece that comes up most with clients that have just come out and they're facing this dating scene is to really realize, yes, there may appear to be the stereotype that gay men are all flakes, gay men are all about sex, gay men are, you know, all these things that you hear and embrace those pieces mm-hmm. because it's going to show up. But the caveat to that is straight men are flakes, straight men are assholes. You know, some straight women are bitches, some straight women are, you know, teases. When you start to put everything in perspective, we're all humans and we all have very similar traits. Right. And just because we're gay and we're a gay community, the things that have been exploited about our community are just the fuel that people have used to create the fire around why the gay community is so extreme and everything. In reality, yes, you're going to come up against some guys that are flights. You're going to come up against some guys that it's all about sex. You're going to come up against some guys who are players and all that. Well, guess what? Welcome to the world. You're surrounded by the same kind of people. And the only thing that makes us different is for us gay men, we like men. And for straight men, they like women. For straight women, they like men. You know, it's all the same stuff. We just happen to have gotten the stereotypes really laid on us. And so just embrace it and step forward. Very well said. (laughs) So, Rick, what is your website where people can can find you as the Coming Out Coach? It's actually just that, thecomingoutcoach.com. it really talks about, you know, three basic stages that most people go through. The the first stage is always the I'm sexually confused. I'm not really sure what's going on. And then the second stage is about, you know, I think I am, but I don't really want anybody to know. I want to keep it kind of my little secret. I want to, like, figure this out. And then the third stage is, yeah, I know who I am. And I just really need some help getting through that doorway. And I think this is a powerful journey, whether you're gay or straight, is to realize we're all going to be confused about something. We're all going to finally come to a realization that we may be something or we've got to get through this challenge. You know, I use divorce as a good example. And then finally we say, yes, I, I'm ready to realize that I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm actually going to be a divorced person or I'm actually going to be a widow or I'm actually going to be, you know, a parent who's lost a child. The coming out process is a bridge between all of us as humanity, I just see it as a very beautiful space for us as gay men to really come into our powerful truth and really learn to love right. ourselves just as we are. And that it's a process. It's something that is lifelong and ongoing. Absolutely. I mean, as a father, it it's all. I mean, it's always going to be ongoing for me, but it's ongoing for all of us. You know, as I took mm-hmm. my daughter to college this year, her first year in college, I, as I was driving up there, I was like, you know, here we go again. As soon as I land on campus and I'm moving her in with her roommates and my partner's there and my ex-wife's there, you know, there's probably going to be some questions. So here I go again. I'm coming out again, you know. And I think that's one of the pieces of advice that, you know, if someone took something out of this conversation of all the nuggets we've shared, is to realize 
this is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there with you your entire life. And even in the dating world, there's going to be pieces of you coming out as you begin to date people. There'll be pieces like mine when I somebody called me a breeder. You know, there was pieces of my life I had to share even as I dated. I was already out, but, yeah, I ha I'm a father. I have kids. Oh, yeah, I have custody or, oh, yeah, I've got to be, you know, there's pieces of all the stuff that shows up. And for anyone to say you come out and it's done, I, I would just really say good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that thought. It's never done. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it again. It's thecomingoutcoach.com. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you, Brian. You bet. I appreciate it, and I had a great time. You take good care. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank Rick once again for joining me and for sharing some great tips. And just to review, you know, for those individuals who are, you know, in the process of coming to terms with their sexuality and they're at that place where they're feeling ready to venture out and start dating, um, you know, a couple of prerequisites just before they get started is, you know, get get educated, and you can do that by learning to become more comfortable in, you know, gay circles by, you know, doing some research online, um, talking with others online, um, eventually gravitating into um, actually going into your local gay neighborhoods and, you know, field trips, so, so to speak, and kind of get your feet wet and see, you know, get a feeling for what's out there. And when you're ready, I think it's important to really build a gay social support network um, by maybe getting involved in the gay community, volunteering for a variety of things. And this way you'll be able to start meeting people and really start building that you know, support network. There's nothing more important or powerful, I think, than you know, building up that circle of people in your life who really affirm who you are and who really get you as well. Um, Many big cities have coming out support groups, and I can't encourage, you know, your, your participation in that strongly enough. Um, these can be very, very supportive. Um, there's nothing greater than being in a group of people who are going through what you're going through and who really get you, and, you know, I, I really encourage your investigating that as a possible outlet as well. And it's just about learning to explore and experiment safely, um, you know, all the while tempering and pacing your sexuality, um, knowing what constitutes safer sex, I think that's important, and, you know, as Rick talked about, just learning about all the different gay subcultures that are out there, where do you fit in, what type of a, of a gay individual do you want to be, and then focusing on crafting and shaping your identity um, in the way that you want to. You're in control of that. You're, you're the driver in, in, in that particular scenario. And I also think it's important too to just you know be aware of what your personal requirements are for a partner in a relationship so that you can use that as a compass and as a guide uh, for when you do you know go out there. Coming out isn't for everyone. You know you have to be very careful and safe about with whom and when you share this information really just based on your life circumstances. But being out can afford you a better quality of life when that time is right. You know, it allows you to be more uninhibited and free, you know, no more shackles tying you down, and it really opens up more opportunities for finding your Mr. or Ms. Right as well. Coming out really can be described, if you think about it, as an act of self-love. Once again, thank you very much, Rick, for joining me, and I want to thank you for listening in as well. Um, if there's any type of uh, questions or coaching uh, that I can help you out with, my 
email is brian at thegaylovecoach.com. You can give me a shout there. And I will see you the next time. Thank you so much for listening in, and you have a great day.